welcome to the Common Briefing Program, part of the Common Geeking Program, typically a book club podcast for geek culture. We are here to bring you the news. Uh, at the beginning of every month, uh, we try to recap the hottest headlines in geek news for the previous month to make sure that you are aware of the most important, impactful, and interesting stories Speak for, uh, for what is hard. going to be uh, the recap of September 2019. It's going to be a little jam-packed episode today because I am your host, Colin Ketchin, and I am joined by... Me, Austin, your uh, fearless reporter on the front lines. I'm back, and it's been a wild fucking ride. (laughs) Returning correspondent, Austin, thank you. Next up. That's me, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's me. Sorry. Jocelyn, yeah, hi. I'm not ever here, so I'm here now. It's great. And now to Jocelyn for sports. God, Um, no. Please, no. (laughs) And then for the third month in a row, we now have our newly branded correspondent, Jeff Levitt. Woohoo, it's me, Jeff, your fearful reporter on the back lines. (laughs) I'm afraid of pretty much everything. I'm here for you, for your That's actually why I put you last, because I know that you're typically like, man, I just don't want to deal with like having to start the tone. You're always just like, no one's going to care about my shit. Bury it where no one's going to listen to it. And let me tell you, I'm (laughs) sticking on brand for that time, for that, uh, for this episode of the podcast. All right. So I am a bit of a sick boy today, so my voice is probably going to deteriorate throughout the show. Uh, How are the three of you doing before we jump on in? Uh, uh, to be honest, I had some dominoes last night, and um, being faced with my own mortality, <laughs> that I'm no longer quite the young lad that could metabolize that shit quite like I used to. And yeah. now I just feel awful. Yep. It's a horrible experience. <laughs> I used to live uh, right up the road from a Domino's, and I would get it with my neighbor all the time. And then I stopped eating Domino's for only like six months, mm-hmm. and I got Domino's again. And yep. like I went apparently went through like second puberty between those pizzas because the reaction was entirely different. Yeah, I think it would have been okay if I maybe hadn't gotten the garlic butter dipping sauce, but I didn't even, like, eat that much of it, so... Okay, so I've gone over this with Laura now Laura Becker on a few other occasions. Uh, garlic butter sauce is literally just garlic and butter. You just yeah. melt butter and put garlic in it. Yeah. So what is dipping, it about? Dipping things in fucking butter is not going to make you feel great, Colin. <laughs> but it's going to taste delicious. Yeah. Okay, I think I might just have different problems than you. <laughs> uh, Austin, Austin, a little Me? quiet down there. Uh, I mean, everything's pretty all right. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm involved in a bunch of shit, and I don't know how much of it's relevant. I recently started uh, running again because I had three very busy weeks where I didn't get to do any of it, so I'm kind of dead. I just ran yesterday and today in the morning times, and that's, uh, that's exciting. But I was also just thinking about how, like... I used to be so much better. <laughs> That's the theme of this one. Yeah. We could all I've do been, better. I've oh, been man. on the keto diet since the beginning of August. And the thing about keto is you don't have carbs or sugar, really. How and, are you living, Colin? Uh, yeah, no, it's been a shift. But the thing is, uh, it, the other thing about keto is it makes you like a little weaker and tired because you don't have all the same energy you used to. Yeah. You're getting energy from a different place. So like my workout routine has gone out the fucking window and I have lost 15 pounds by not working out and eating triple bat, triple patty lettuce wraps from five guys like three times a week. Uh, so this diet is some sort of fucking voodoo that I didn't know is possible. <laughs> oh my um, God. So Austin, if you, if you feel like not running, join me at five guys, we can work <laughs> something out. Eh. 
<laughs> Jocelyn, anything before we jump in? Oh, God. It's been crazy. I've been doing, like, so many different jobs at work because people are out and it's great. And Cartoon Network's decided that we're going to deliver and then they're just going to air the episodes that weekend. And it's... Oh, it's, oh it's the South fr- Park model. Great. And I'm so sure that stressful. you are both uh, qualified for all of the different jobs that you have to do and being paid for all of the different jobs that you're doing. I'm qualified, paid not so much. <laughs> okay, so they're doing that really fun thing that jobs do that say do this extra thing for no pay and it's good for you. Yeah, I keep being t- told I'll get Skittles at some point and that still has yet to happen. Oh my god. That so is can't like even the worst that fucking... I, That's mm. at least an analogy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, I think we're going to jump in and start with the news. So last month, we brought you the breaking news two weeks after it broke that Spider-Man was no longer a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we had a bit of a chat he's about back, how... bitches. <laughs> well, that's not what we had the chat about. But this month, yes, he's back. So it is just it is just broken, I think, uh, two days ago as of this recording, that Sony and Marvel have struck a deal where Disney and Sony will continue to co-produce Spider-Man, but the terms of this agreement so far only stated to include a third Spider-Man film following up on Spider-Man Far From Home and another uh, Avengers-style crossover film. That's all I um, So we are getting some more. And it's, Th- it's also the case that rather than the 50% split on the mm-hmm. profits, it's now a 25-75 quote-unquote in favor of Sony. Yes. yes. Uh, and it's right. also 25% of the production costs will be done by Disney. Instead of yeah. nothing. So, so it's basically so the same they are, deal that they proposed with the 50-50 that we talked about last time, except it's 75 Different per- Yeah, yeah, different percentages. And this, like, Disney and Sony haven't confirmed this, but that's kind of the word on the street. Um, basically, uh, I'm kind of happy about it. it it's going to definitely help me stick around a little longer, because I was a little kind of down on the idea of, oh, they created a universe I care about, but they're just going to rip out characters when it becomes inconvenient. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. But um, I'm interested to see what they'll do next. I don't know if you guys have any hot takes on this. Um, I, I mean, I'm kind of I'm 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 excited for hopefully some closure on the the story that they're running with the solo films. And it's always nice to see Tom Holland as Spider-Man and, and other things. So yeah. I'm yeah. pleased about that. And at least Disney's not getting quite as much as the previous deal. But you know. I'm interested to see which movie they put him in of the other movies because they haven't mm-hmm. announced any movies so far that makes sense Is that for what like, he'll be in. Actually, like, would they officially commit to something just with that deal, though? Or is it just kind of like a future it's, project? It's an open-ended, he's going to be in another Marvel Probably MCU everywhere. movie. But it's kind of like, they're waiting well, a bit on are... a lot of people. So it's kind of interesting to see when they'll put him yeah. in the movie. Yeah, speculation. It... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, isn't it also the case that like even the actors don't always know what movie they're in when they're yeah. filming fight scenes? And it sounds like kind of a nightmare. That was generally <laughs> the case for the last couple of years because of the insane production that was Infinity War and Endgame game and how secret probably, everything was yeah we're probably gonna see a little bit less of that going forward um but i guess i don't know that for sure speculation <laughs> has said like oh they might be doing secret wars or new avengers um but i think the some of the rumors Civil that people War have been too. kicking around is that we might be getting spider-man in the fantastic four movie oh, um which okay. i which i mean i'm okay. interested to see I don't hate how it. how that would 
narratively work in a way that makes sense because when you're introducing four protagonists throwing spider-man in there i feel like kind of offsets the focus there well, they, right but New on York the other based, hand right? nobody's been able to make a good fantastic four movie so what if they're just like well we'll put spider-man in and it'll be fine at least if it's a bad <laughs> fantastic four movie it's a good spider-man movie exactly yeah, yeah. Or maybe that is Spider-Man Four, and <laughs> oh, and that's Spider-Man where the four, four in which he plays all members of <laughs> the Fantastic Four. Tom so Holland is Norbit is Reed Richards. No, please. Uh, but the romance between yeah Sue Storm and Reed Richards still happens. It's so, just so, two Tom Hollands. <laughs> something that struck me when I read the terms of the agreement, uh, and something that I've seen like a couple of their sites being like, we wonder if this is the case. So the the whole thing where uh, Kevin Feige is saying like, it's cool because he can like cross universes because he's also part of this Sony extended universe of Marvel characters. Um, mm. I mean, it's likely <clears throat> that's, that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to appear in a film with Tom Hardy's Venom, which though I think what? Venom was a bad movie, I think Tom Hardy's Venom is a good character. And yeah. I would like to see those two play off of each other. I think that could be a very fun movie, but it Wait, it okay. makes me wonder if this if the scope of this deal is to write Tom Holland out of the MCU in a comprehensive way and then return mm. him to Sony. That's what like, I was that's, wondering. It, that's too. a distinct like, possibility. Chuck him into another universe. You mean? I mean, like multiverse yeah. style. Yeah, I mean, I uh, during the whole Fallout last month, it was revealed that Horror Kevin Feige apparently maybe. like did consult on the production of Venom. Uh, huh. So like he has more to say about the Sony universe of Marvel characters than than I think a lot of people originally thought. Yeah. So it's 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 wondering if they're if Disney wants Spider-Man so badly that they're going to relax on Sony trying to blur the lines between those universes, which Amy Pascal said years ago she wanted to do, or is this really Disney saying like, all right, just let us do what we need to do, and then fucking you can have them. Just give us weekend visitation for like one more year. Honestly, <laughs> I think what they're going to do is they're going to try and wrap it up as much as they can just so it's a full yeah. trilogy but also dangle a little bit there and see how it does in the box office yeah because yeah i think this that makes movie sense. is going to heavily rely on what does the box office give them because they're not rolling in from endgame like they were this time it's going to be true. behind dr strange and it's a really risky movie that they're already making with Doctor Strange. So it's not like a done deal, a billion dollar club movie like the last one was. So yeah. that's also going to play into whether or not they want to keep him around anyway. Sony's going to see if the deal's worth it. Disney's going to see if the deal's worth it and probably decide yeah. from then. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Just I mean, there is end. also a uh, there's a suspicious part of me that's just expecting this to be like, oh, they, it's the, the 25 to 75 and then, like in the in the future, they'll just like slowly creep Ratchet their up. tentacles all around yep. any property that isn't one hundred percent theirs. Disney, That's I'm hot. saying. Oh yeah. So that could be a thing. <laughs> Disney yeah. wants to rule the world and own everything. They will eventually. Yeah, we're getting there. I mean, there was also <laughs> rumor that Apple was considering buying Sony Pictures because Sony Pictures is not one of the most profitable parts of. Uh, of Sony as a company. Sony makes most of their yeah. money off of hardware and services. Yeah. Uh, I think PlayStation is more profitable than Sony's movies at this point. And yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> and, and Apple is with Apple TV plus they're getting into the, into the TV and movie space in a big way. So I don't know. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but it's, it's something that a lot of people have thrown around. Uh, but granted the last month has been full of people trying to rationalize the loss of Spider-Man in some pretty incredible ways. So it, <laughs> yep. interesting conversation starters, but it might end there. Um, I guess. Yeah. I, I feel like there's less, 
else to say on it this time than last time. So if y'all are, if y'all have anything else to say, well, I'm surprised no, I mean... it happened so quickly. Yeah, it kind of seemed like they were gonna let it stew for at least a few months more. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I was expecting that... to not hear anything until another Marvel movie was coming out, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, what happened with Spider-Man? Well, Did they I work mean, it out?" And then just no. Honestly, it's likely that a lot of people had the same sort of take that Colin did, though. They're just like. Yeah, I think I'm just about ready to be done here, you know, because like Spider-Man was a pretty popular part of the MCU. So, I mean, both companies could have been seeing it. It's like, yeah, we're kind of losing faith here a little bit. But Sony got the bigger brunt of that than Disney did. Yeah, initially. And that would make make them more willing to accept those terms because like originally people were like, Disney wants 50% of Spider-Man. But two days later, people were like, it was a lot less than that that they were asking for. Um, But I mean, Sony is the one who, yeah, they did have to deal with the brunt of it because right around the time that that news broke that Spider-Man was out, they did like the re-release of Far From Home with the extra footage and like nobody went to see it. Also, why and would so, so I want to like see a, like six extra minutes when it's probably nothing important? What was I mean, it? I, yeah, because people th- were disappointed when they did that with uh, <laughs> and game, game. That with Endgame. Yeah, well, the thing with I think what it was, and I didn't see it myself, but my understanding uh, is that there was there was a lot of if you remember a lot of stuff in the original Spider-Man Far From Home trailers mm-hmm. that was not in the movie. Like Peter Parker here to pick up a passport, please. Like oh, a lot I don't of that care stuff about, about that him, stuff. and then him with the cops in the beginning. It's they like cut out most of his time in New York, so I guess a lot of that stuff got cut back in and yeah so even so the end game re-release did like help push their box office up a little bit and with spider-man it did not well yeah but so like that's numbers right there that sony's already seeing the impact what i'm saying is like people are like oh that's at least a little bit exciting they're adding more you know stuff to end game and then when they saw it a bunch of people were complaining like this is like half finished cgi garbage and so i'm saying like then when they did the second time with home with uh far from home then people might have been like well i'm not gonna fucking fall for that shit again well and it's also it might not be necessarily i've already seen it and at this point i know he's not gonna be coming back i don't think it had as much impact on people not going to see it the extended version in theaters I think there was just a lot of Twitter hate. Yeah. I think a lot of Twitter hate. I think that Sony would also read that, though, as, oh, we're already starting starting to see the impact is going to be, because not only mm, were sure. all the boycott calls and the hashtags and everyone blaming everybody, <laughs> but, I mean, if you're if you're Amy Pascal trying to go to your boss and saying, like, hey, everything's going to be fine with this movie, and then the fucking uh, studio heads who don't know shit about what is actually going on with the movie are just looking at the money and saying fix this i mean it I made know. way more money than they were probably expecting it did but so it's, i don't um, think the little extra bump like that's the thing they were just trying to make more money off of something that was already making money so for them yep. that wasn't going to be a loss yeah no that's fair yeah. I, I with the short time frame that's happened in between the two announcements though uh, it also seems like maybe they like tentatively thought okay well maybe we don't have a deal right now let's float this as news out to the public and then see if the response get, makes it sound like there's a demand for more Spider-Man stuff. And obviously there was. Oh, yeah. So. They were totally doing open negotiations. They were trying to yeah. see what everyone else wanted. Yeah. I'm just sad that we didn't get the footage of, of Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal in a courtroom <laughs> over a custody battle and Tom Holland crying in the front row saying, why is this <laughs> happening to me? <laughs> oh, 
All right. Man. So, uh, so with that, I think we're gonna hop off the Spidey train <coughs> from Spider-Man Two, and we are going to, which is actually shot in Chicago, not Manhattan. But uh, we are going to jump into the regular news cycle. That's not what that means. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, so um, I. There are four of us this week, so do you guys? I have some stuff to say, but if I talk, everyone's gonna get a little less time to talk. So I don't know if any. <laughs> you of mean you guys... want to cram yours into the end, so you've got you have a deadline. That's pretty much my Twitter bio. So the whole <laughs> oh, thing. No. Uh. If y'all want a little bit more time, like I can give that to you. I it's it's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you guys if you have had enough of me talking um. already. I mean, okay, so uh, my things, one of my things is going to take not very much time at all, and the other is uh, kind of a niche for this group, so I don't have to take up much time, although I can talk about my second topic for a fucking while. Um, <laughs> yeah, after, after the Crate Depression, I know how long you can stretch out a topic. Um, yeah, go ahead. What's the, what's the big thing? Uh, okay, the, the, the more, the... The thing that more of you guys might care about at all is that it was September 5th, guys. Um, <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie's in Smash now. He's fun. Whatever. A Sans Undertale is in Smash. And we yes! have oh my God. in the fucking Wait, uh, what is this? Uh, Super oh, Smash. Uh, yeah, Smash yeah. Smash Ultimate. But no, released, but who is it? Okay, so you know how you can make me characters? Yes. You can give them different outfits and stuff. They released an mm-hmm. outfit set that you can buy for 75 cents, which is uh, Sans, a character from the RPG hit Undertale. By, uh, oh, yeah. Sans yeah, is which, a character that like a lot of people wanted to be actually like in the game as a playable character but it was like kind of a joke because he wouldn't really have a lot to to do do. yeah (laughs) yeah and he's like more of a meme than an actual like thing that people were clamoring for right but he's in there which is super fun and apparently uh because toby fox like the the guy who sort of led undertale happening it's his it's his baby he's done uh he's also uh he was able to do the music design for the 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 smash version of megalovania the this Mm. the the famous song there from that game and also he's working on a uh, uh the music for an a new nintendo rpg called <coughs> little town hero which is supposed to come out in october so that's fun he got to play smash with sakurai at sakurai's house oh, and apparently he won a lot uh but also yeah it's, <laughs> undertale and smash. it's more exciting than banjo kazooie for a lot of people i think I don't oh know. yeah <laughs> the cosmetic banjo of this character quite a bit of support too yeah, he yeah, did. But like Banjo Kazooie is a playable character with its own move set. Are you sure that yeah. like we're getting a stronger reaction to this cosmetic item? Yes. Oh my god. Oh, People, oh wow. okay. Yeah. If memes for nothing Jocelyn else. Jocelyn coming in hot. No, literally, okay. I've never seen people more excited about a character at my at my work than about Sans Undertale. And like I also have seen like We have tournaments at work. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Like, people are excited. Even though it's just, like, the me character, it's just, like, the music is really intense and really fun, so it's just, like, yes, intense battle, we're going to kill you with our really dumb character. It's great. Uh, Austin, so you're right, that didn't take much time. What's your other thing? (laughs) Oh, my other thing is that, uh, so, uh, this is partially personal experience stuff that I can, uh, so this, this weekend was the pre-release event for the new Magic the Gathering set uh, called Throne of Eldraine. Yep, and we're going to be here a while. Be, this might be a, a fun <laughs> thing for more people than just me because this set, it, it has like some excellent flavor and mechanics stu- mechanical stuff going on 
because it's set in like this Arthurian legend slash general European fairy tale type of setting. General European, um, European fairy tale. And it has, <laughs> so, so one, a lot of people have been calling it the Shrek set. Um, cool. Oh. Uh, Guys, two. we need to hang up now before Matt Canavan gets on the call. <laughs> no. <laughs> Matt comes no, on. Uh, Shrek, what? Who said Shrek? <laughs> uh, two, it has a lot of, uh, overt references to Monty Python's Holy Grail. Yes. Um, and like not just because it's like, oh, they were both about King Arthur, so ha. Huh? But like, no, the 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 character, <laughs> the the creature that's supposed to represent like the King Arthur character has like almost exactly the same sort of costume as uh, mm-hmm. King Arthur in Monty Python. <laughs> that's great. And there's like there's a a Black Knight card which. Uh, comes into play uh it has mechanics that represent it coming into play with four limbs and losing the limbs as it fights <laughs> yes which is super fun that's very Man, you're just fucking uh, chock full of memes this month aren't you yeah no it's so good and uh then there's also other really good stuff like there's a fucking um there's a gingerbread man that like it it runs really fast and so it has this mechanic that's haste which is just it can do stuff as soon as it hits the the field as soon as you play it can attack and stuff most things can't but it also has this ability that um you can make it so that it can it can't be blocked by your opponent except by things that have haste because it can't be caught unless you're super fast because it's the gingerbread man (laughs) they have just like a bunch of really good little uh mechanical very good things that translate the um the stories into the game so for the first time ever magic is making an attempt to draw in some casuals I guess. I, I don't know. I think it's mostly just like it's a super fun concept in the it's really uh it's it's also like the power level of this set is pretty wild for some reason for other reasons that I don't need to get into, but it's like it seems like it's giving a lot of fun toys to people who play like uh the modern uh format and stuff like so using older cards that are more powerful and shit's wild and games can end in like four turns because everything's broken as shit um but it seems like the standard format is still going to be super fun and it's just uh you know a lot of toys to play with that's all all right very cool i like i i I don't play magic i'm probably going to look up and read through some of those cards that actually sounds like a very fun (laughs) time All right, uh, shifting over. And now to Jocelyn for sports. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, guys. There's a great anime by Studio Trigger that is in theaters right now. Uh, It's not sports. Uh, Don't worry. I've got some sports. But it involves firefighters. So it's great. You're not you're not drawing any sort of connection. I know, no, I'm not. <laughs> not sports, no, not but it's all. got firefighters. Hey, but we're the news. People there talk about like firefighters on the news. It's fine. Yeah, not in the football segment. What's I'm this not- about? Okay, uh, so Promare, it's the new Studio Trigger movie. Um, it came out in th- America, I think a week and a half ago, maybe two. Um, hey, Sophie, it was you want to fucking not the just throw up on my floor, you piece of shit? highest grossing movie in the U.S. Fucking for cat. one day. Oh, shit. Which is crazy no for an anime for, Yeah, for an movie. anime film. Because it, it was released on like that like ticket special ticketing thing, whatever it's called, the Fathom events. Fathom, yeah. yeah, yeah and right. so it, for it to those. be number three highest grossing in a day is kind of crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. it's wild. And it's that doing, makes it's an original. It's not yeah. like can't connected it's to It's not connected to anything. It's a one-off movie and it's um, it's glorious. It's the prettiest color palette for a film that I've seen second to Spider-Verse. Like it's uh, uh, gorgeous. About to say, you better watch it. <laughs> no, and so... Um, it's doing so well in theaters that they've extended it another week, I think. Nice. And so the entire month of September, you've been able to see Promare in theaters 
in select locations. I think Buffalo is the closest yeah. one for you guys or New York City, but yeah. it is so good and you guys should all watch it. The music, amazing. Uh, visuals, fantastic. And what's the plot of this thing? What's the what's the premise? The plot, the premise. Like, pitch it to me. The concept is fire. Uh, that's oh. what... Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've watched The Last Airbender, so... Okay, so you're halfway there. Um, All right. Basically, there's this uh, event that happened 30 years ago from the time the movie takes place where uh, random people on the Earth started uh, shooting fire out of their bodies. Um, and they can Story kind of, of control it. Uh, it's... it's <laughs> and so, like, uh, it's... They end up calling these people the Burnish for some reason. That's like the name that they give them. And they start persecuting pretty, these people. That's a pretty apt name. Yeah. I wouldn't say for I some mean, reason. That's a pretty spot on name. It's a weird, like, yeah, they're the Burnish. It's a weird name. Um, Actually, no, wait, hold on. Keep going. I gotta look something up. Okay. And so they uh, start persecuting these people uh, because once it happens the first time, they can kind of control the flames and they want to keep burning stuff on fire, but that's a whole other thing. And so they're being persecuted and like uh the police are coming and taking everyone and that's it's no good it's kind of holocausty-esque um and they're just people too and they're trying to prove that they're people too and the firefighters are trying to t put out all of these fires with awesome mech gear and i don't i can't explain more because it just it it's one of those things that you really have to see the it, plot it is evolve. like it is more than the sum of its parts sort yes of thing. <laughs> and okay there's so so many great moments so you said the word burnish and i think my mind did what the translators for this film did and said burn burnish that makes sense but upon really thinking about what that means i was <laughs> yeah. like wait burnish means <laughs> and i have it in front of me uh to polish something especially metal by rubbing so where did that fire come from you perverts <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man, that yeah. adds so many levels to things. Yeah, it's a strange oh, one. I was, <laughs> when you said it's been the hot, like the third highest grossing movie in America for one day, that just makes me think of how uh, the Adventure Zone graphic novels by the McElroys are New York Times bestsellers <laughs> for one week and yeah. then drop off because the fan base is so big and then everyone else is like, I don't give a shit about this book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that is very cool. Um, yeah, but oh, oh, that long in Fathom is weird. I think I've seen like one, two Fathom events well, ever. And that's a like weird thing is things. it started in Fathom and did two days in Fathom. And then G-Kids, which is uh, one of the companies that helped make it, the dub, they put out separately in Regal Cinemas just on their mm -hmm. own. And then uh, they also ended up putting the sub in most AMCs. And so that's, yeah. uh, but it only had a Fathom event for two days and then it had a real actual release after that. It was very cool. Yeah, it's, it's really uh, crazy because uh, that studio actually works with a couple of people at my office that mm -hmm. I work really closely with. And I did not know <laughs> that they worked on it until <laughs> right, I saw I, their names in the credits and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. I know well, you. This is a journalistically integral program. You need to disclose any conflicts of interest <laughs> when promoting material. <laughs> Hey, uh, for what it's people... worth, I can't find any uh, theater showings anymore. Uh, yeah, in where I am, they they were very they very limited on the East Coast, and it made me sad because. Oh. oh yeah, but you know the worst part is uh, there was one uh, that started like an hour ago. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so that was the last one that I could find. Oh, oh no. darn! I guess there just aren't as many weebs on the East Coast. That's not true. Nope, no, that's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, Jeffrey, okay. what 
boring, unrelatable news have you picked this month? We've got some sports. <laughs> All right. Sports? Yeah. Some some real high class sports. This is gonna be a short, real short segment, uh, maybe even a couple sentences. Uh, so my son, my boy, after twenty years of trying hard, has finally won the championship in the sport that he is a part of. Ash Ketchum oh, has yeah. has won his first Pokemon League. And uh Hold the bit- phone! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you didn't know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know shit about Pokemon. <laughs> My last name is Ketchin, so I've been told about Ash for a very long time. You're telling me for the 20 years that I've had to deal with this shit, he didn't even fucking win? No, for the no, 20 years really that he has been 10 years old, he has not won a Pokemon League championship <laughs> until very recently in the uh, I feel Sun like I've suffered for nothing. Series. What's happening? Yeah, so that that was a thing. And for a while, you know, a few people were speculating that maybe that meant that they were going to finally move on from Ash and, and do a different show. But no, they released a new design for the next series that's going to be in the, uh, the uh, what is it, the Galar region for Sword Ooh. and Shield. Mm. So, um, so that's a thing. <clears throat> it's a it's a good looking design. I, I'm, I was a little bit, I mean, it's pretty predictable, but I was a little bit disappointed that they decided to stick with Ash because it would... It would be nice to just, like, fucking start a new canon of the Pokemon shows and maybe, like, actually write a good show. I mean, the shows that exist are, like, good for children, but really write not a good for show? anyone else. Crazy. No, it, it really is just, like, a toy commercial, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so is the um, Lego movie, but that shit will make you cry. Yeah, but that wasn't just a toy commercial. Like, the, someone wrote a good movie for that is what I'm saying. Like, No, they being, wrote I, a good toy commercial. Yeah, but a thing <laughs> being a commercial does not necessarily make it, like, you know, like, there's been good Transformers series, too. Yeah. But then there's the ones that are Yeah, we well had an written. episode literally about this, so I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like... There's, there's a, like, regardless if it's all an advertisement, there's things that are, like, written with care and things are written because a company told them to be written. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure someone writing the Pokemon series cares about it, but it's, like, it, you know. They're probably, it, their it, hands it, are probably tied on what they can really yeah, do. Yeah. It's, like, all, it just, no, none of the people in the show act like people. You know, they all act like, you know, what children think that adults act like, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, but that's that's all I really have to say about that. Um, and then, I mean, for my other story, which is also going to be quite short, short because there have not been a significant amount of developments, but we're gonna fucking go back to everyone's favorite segment: the the death, the uh, the chaos bringer watch of <laughs> two thousand nineteen. Jocelyn and I look very confused <laughs> and feel very left out. Okay, well, you will not. Once I elaborate, so the Chaos Springer is another name for Unicron, Colin. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Jocelyn, for in case you have not listened to the last two episodes, uh, there we've been, we, I have been uh, kind of watching the uh, progress of a sort of unprecedented crowdfunded transformer toy of unicron that oh is, i did know about this yeah so this is <laughs> so it's gonna be the biggest transformable official you know toy by asbro it is uh <clears throat> well i don't even remember 20 over 27 inches tall and weighs like 19 Same. pounds yeah. which is fucking crazy um and it originally had its backer goal of 8,000 to be finished on august 31st in the last week, it sprung up a lot, but Hasbro apparently was thinking they weren't going to do it, so they extended the deadline to October 6th, um, and it hasn't moved much since then. It's now at 5,747 backers. I kind of want two more to hop on there, so it's almost the exact same as the fucking price. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which is five hundred and seventy-four dollars and ninety-nine cents. So, so the, what's, the, yeah. the one update to the story that I I thought we might be able to get at least a short amount of mileage about is um. So I don't think I talked about it last time. I think that the the announcement of this might have been in August or it was a few days after. So I guess it was early September. Um, a third-party company, so there's a pretty big market for third-party transformers, just like unofficial products that are kind of more high-end and more expensive. Shapeshifters? Uh, yeah, Zeta Toy, well, not like knockoffs. They're distinguished from knockoffs, but the third-party company Zeta Toys announced that they were doing their own Unicron, um, which was not going to be nearly as big. Uh, but it was a lot cheaper, and it also had like a lot of detail. And uh, in the middle of the month of September, uh, it was pretty much shut down. Which is like, I know, you know, like since it is like, you know, basically a unlicensed product that is, you know, using things that are not quite trademarked but close enough to to have legal problems, it might not sound like that's that big a deal. But the third party transformer scene is like pretty thriving and uninterrupted by Hasbro for the most part. So it was a little bit, again, unprecedented for Hasbro to like step in and intervene on that. Um, yeah, that reminds me of, of uh, several years ago when uh, there was going to be this pretty like high quality Star Trek fan film. Mm-hmm. And it was around the time that JJ's second Star Trek movie was coming out. And, like, CBS and Paramount have never made a big stink about Star Trek fan films, but all of a sudden they did. And everyone's like, why are you suddenly freaking out? And now we're in a Star Trek renaissance, and I'm like, oh, I see, you wanted to protect... Okay, I get it. This makes sense. And with this, you know, people are thinking, like, oh, they're worried, significantly worried about, like, it taking away from the backer count. Because, like, people were like, oh, I just don't have space for that huge thing in my collection, but this is providing me with a different, you know, a cheaper, like equally or if not if not equally close to as highly detailed and also like a smaller thing to like fill that hole in my collection that's literally what the i just watched right before this the most recent episode of south park the new season premiere and Mm -hmm. like stan's dad is still running a weed farm and everyone starts growing their own weed and he's just like it's like i can't have people home growing shit so he's trying to like lobby people and get companies to help him legalize home growing and then he blows up their yards and kills them uh so (laughs) you know perfect uh like i I think people should be able to sort of do what they want to do i may not patronize off-branded fanfic stuff but like don't don't you don't have to stop them i understand that legally you need to you need to proactively fight to preserve your trademarks but I mean, Bethesda does that with but everything that's not in the even, world. It that wasn't even like a trademark thing because, like, when they release a third-party product, they always give it a different name, even if it's clear who the character is supposed to be. And like I said, usually they don't really, you know, do anything about it. A lot of the time, third market, third mar, uh, third-party market fills holes that like Hasbro would never do, like really yeah. niche comic characters that you know wouldn't mean things to you know most of the kids who watch the shows and stuff like that. Um, so usually, yeah, I mean, they do a lot of like things that are more parallel to that, like Hasbro does do, but like, usually it's not really a problem because the third market, third, Jesus Christ, third party market is like usually a lot more expensive (laughs) than the official, you know, Hasbro product. So it usually isn't really an issue, but Uh, I don't know. An interesting change of pace. It's not a, it's not a huge development and it's kind of quieted down since that was a thing, but. Yeah, but I have gotten strangely invested in the tale of Unicron that you explained for me over your journey to being a correspondent on this program. Right. Um, cool. 
I do not have a ton to talk about. Uh, some games have come out that I like. Surge 2 came out, which is a Souls-like sci-fi game uh, that I've really been enjoying. The first game has a bug that makes it so I can't really beat the game. And I was just like, eh, sequel's out. I'll just do that. Uh, I, got to the last, I got to the last boss, but the game crashes when you try to manage your inventory. Like, it crashes my whole Xbox. And oh, yeah. great. It's, it's a problem that it has on the One X, and I think it's a graphics-related issue that, like, was never fixed. And I'm like... I really shouldn't give these people my money because they haven't fixed this problem, but I did, and I bought the new Surge, and it's fun. It's a little more open and flexible. Um, it's making me actually considering finally going and playing like Dark Souls Remastered because I've been playing a little, a few more games that are Souls-like in in some regard. Um, anyway, that's just Surge Two is out. It's good. It's sci-fi. It's brutally difficult, uh, but not quite as hard as the first game. The main thing I want to talk about actually is Apple Arcade. So Apple had their big their big event this past month and they announced new phones which are nice and they announced their new services pricing they announced apple tv plus their streaming service um which uh, apparently people working on the service are calling it boring nbc and i'm like that's a bad start um Great. yeah <laughs> but I, um yeah it's not so this is, so i'm interested in the ron moore stuff because ron moore did deep space nine and Battlestar galactica so he can do no wrong in my book um, but the uh, Apple Arcade is a $5 a month subscription service where there are 50 games on iOS, iPadOS, and tvOS that you can download and play. And I don't think you have the option to buy them separately. I think it is only available on Apple's platforms via Apple Arcade. Some of these games are available elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but it's like a free one month trial and like five bucks after that. And I was like, I play a lot of games and I've never found mobile games that really stick with me. With mobile games, I'm always kind of looking for games that re replicate a console experience. And I've actually been finding some games that I really like. First, one I want to plug is Cards of Darkness, uh, created by Pendleton Ward. Oh, uh, for those of you oh. who he's know so who nice. he is. Yeah, so it has that very Adventure Time looking style to it. Cards of Darkness, it's kind of like a weird dungeon puzzle game where you have a grid of cards and of stacks of cards and cards have effects, you basically need to draw the cards to make a path to the other side of the grid. And each card will either heal you or hurt you or give you a weapon. And it's just its just like little math puzzles. They're always randomly rolled. So sometimes it feels like, oh, I could not have won that. But it has been a charming, challenging, fun little game. Like I have to put serious thought into playing it. And nice. it's super rewarding. Um, Ocean Horn 2, uh, a lot better than Ocean Horn 1 because it's not a top-down game. It's a full-on Breath of the Wild ripoff. And it's actually pretty oh. fun now that I can use my Xbox controller on my iPad and my Apple TV. Uh, and it's like surprisingly large and high quality and and entertaining and um, Lots of other small puzzle games uh, adventure games a new Rayman a new Frogger um, All of which are sort of pared down a bit But like if you have anything Apple or iOS that can play these like a one-month free trial You're probably gonna find something in here that you like I'm really taken aback by like the quality of this offering, especially as a proponent of Game Pass on Xbox, because I subscribe to Microsoft's gaming thing as well, where they're like, just have all our games, it's fine. And I'm like, <laughs> I'd rather do that than pay $60. And I think that now with two major successes in, uh, in sort of like Netflix style bundled gaming services, we are gonna see a pivot in the video gaming industry, which can be good for consumers in terms of pricing, but it definitely gets back to the problems that digital games has, which is like, where does ownership begin and end? How does DRM factor into this? Things like that. So I think that that's an interesting precedent. 
Oh, that's probably less of a problem for people who are doing this sort of thing on console or like through Apple TV. I can mm -hmm. see this being more of a problem for PC players because yeah. like you got you're gonna have issues with the ability to apply mods and stuff. I imagine yeah. for some of these uh, subscriptions. Yeah, which which doesn't even have to be that way because like Bethesda is just like, hey, mod anything you want all the time ever, and they still make a fuck ton of money off of it. Like, there, there are models that work. Um, but uh, on the other hand, if Apple expands this sort of thing, I cannot see Apple no. uh, allowing any sort of modifications. No, of I just look at, <laughs> No, look I definitely I mean, cares. it also sounds yeah. like it might just yeah. be an issue for, like, casual people who only want to get a game every once in a while, rather than, you know, like, it being worth it to, to you know, dole out a subscription service. I guess as someone you know? who spends a lot of money on video games, I have a hard time yeah, aligning with that mentality. Well, no, the thing I'm saying is I like I have a pretty broad awareness of the prices of games, and sure. the prices of these services is like no matter how you slice it. If if Jeff, you're like I want to play Gears of War five, I don't know why. Who knows? Jeff wants to play Gears of War five. Sure, it's what I've been waiting for. Yes, <laughs> ten dollars a month. For six months, that is the cost of buying the game outright. If you play that game for six yeah. months straight, I, I feel like for for casuals, it's it might actually be more 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 flexible. I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of games where you would actually lose money on a on a on a subscription service like this. And and the answer is if the services stagnate and they don't put new stuff on there, then always. But yeah, I mean, but when you like. When you write out the numbers like that, it makes perfect sense, but that doesn't change the way people can, you know, like will see subscription service versus buying at once, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like the casual person who's just interested in getting a game every once in a while will be like, I don't want all that other shit, why should I be paying for that? Even if they don't think about the fact that like it mm. will be basically free stuff as long as you cancel your subscription by the right yeah, time. Yeah, it's very much like that. Hey, you want to watch this one cable channel? Cool, you get another 200. Isn't that a good deal? Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes that. that How many makes... cooking shows do you actually want to watch? All of them. Nope. Of them. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, Not simultaneously. Yes. <laughs> There's no other I way. I need to, to do hear it. Elton Brown at all times. <laughs> my. My dishes may not come out very well, but they have a lot of ingredients in them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, so Microsoft's thing with Game Pass, Microsoft is basically adoption, adopting the, the mantra for Xbox. Do whatever the fuck you want. They're putting all their shit everywhere. You can buy it however you want. Uh, yeah, I am, uh, we talked about this like, ooh, several months ago, Ryan, Laura, and I on a briefing program talking about um, what is now Google Stadia, where it's like, um, when Google piloted Stadia, they had uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey on there, which was brand new at the time, like huge AAA massive and amazing game, like very good game, where you can stream it to your PC. And Ryan was pointing out like, yeah, Ubisoft is like, gets really hard over DRM. So they're looking at this as a way to like really lock down access to this stuff. So we have people like Microsoft who are generally being a bit more flexible. And then we have the Apples and the Ubisofts, which are probably going to push this in a different direction. Direction. I don't, I'm a, a little, a little <clears throat> concerned about that side of it. But for now, uh, I'm enjoying Skate City on my iPhone, but not on my Apple TV because the Bluetooth delay on the controller is impossible <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> All right, back to you.
perfect. Nope, it's me. It's back to me. So we're going to jump into the ratings now. <laughs> so the the way that we typically try to wrap this up after our little, our little news roundtable here, we try to pick a top story. We want to figure out which of these stories is the most... Um, is maybe of the biggest import to those of us listening. And last month, we kind of gave it to Spider-Man and picked a runner-up. I feel like Spider-Man's gotten too much of the spotlight. I don't want to put I don't want to put this family drama on the pedestal again, even though we did that for 10 minutes already. Yeah. So I just want to go around the horn, uh, same order that we presented in, and I want you to pitch which of these stories you think is the most important, and we'll try to nar- narrow it down from there. Um, Austin, what do you think is, is, is maybe the thing that we should put on the front page of this episode. Hmm. I mean, so there are three things that I'm thinking between, uh, and one of them is uh, one of them is the success of the Promare release because that'd be super cool if we could get more projects like that happening instead of like a lot of shitty isekai anime happening. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, so that'd be cool. I know um, what but that then means. also, I think that your your stuff about the Apple games is probably going to turn out to be like pretty important going forward in the future with other stuff. So that's probably something. But also, like, I just want to have Sans be the one. <laughs> do it for the meme so um yeah i'll like i can wait a minute i'll just like roll a die we're in the this is what we can do in the in the newsroom here we can just like decide um one two's promare three four is uh apple five six is sans five sans yeah. <laughs> a likely story you show us the die i can show you it's it's uh how do i do this yeah austin just moved the record of his die to a highly classified server that is oh my god not where this information goes i need to see that yeah um, i hear god. he does this with die rolls all the time while playing dnd <laughs> all right Jocelyn. actually i had oh, lost my dice Jocelyn. until recently so i had to use a digital one which was very bad so there we go does that oh easy? yeah 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 fine. after all that time you had to change it to the right number <laughs> movie magic how, was, how would my uh, my arms be over there and uh, my uh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a record of these videos uh oh it's okay i mean if skype was working we would also have it on subtitle so you know oh. not an exact transcript but a rough be copy close. yeah yeah all right so um okay. jocelyn what is what is your vote my vote oh god the video game thing is really really important but also <laughs> but also Ash finally fucking won <laughs> after 20 years. Um, this is very emblematic of the climate in America right now. Like, yes, this is important, but I don't give a shit, and this is more fun. <laughs> yes, we're all about the escapism here, Colin. Okay. Uh, no, I'm probably I'm gonna give it to the to the the Apple video game circuit at this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jeffrey. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I don't I don't really care about the Apple thing. <laughs> Uh, the anime movie sounds cool, but maybe not that important. I've never played Undertale, so Sans is, like, not that big a deal for me. <laughs> Jeff just... is just as apathetic in his votes as he is in his stories. <laughs> Nobody cares about this, and I, I don't just, care about I this. wholeheartedly think that Spider-Man was still the most important thing that happened this right. month. Yes. That, so that's, that's where I'm sitting. So, uh... Yeah. uh tiebreaker okay so well here's here's the thing is while i do think the apple thing is a big deal in terms of implications it's not the first like it's not really changing a lot i think it's a continuation of a larger conversation that's very true um but it's a good it's a good service i'm enjoying it uh sans i really don't have (laughs) 
You don't have a hot take on this. I haven't been sold on this as a concept. It's so great. Um, and now I am thoroughly averse to most anime. There have been some exceptions, but I do think that this is where my vote is going because mm -hmm. the movie industry, this is a record low box office year. It, I'm not like lowest ever, but like in terms of the downward trend, even though we had the highest grossing movie in history this year, not adjusted for inflation, um, we are having overall fewer people going to the movie and spending less money on their movie tickets. And oh, yeah. a lot of people are questioning the polarization of the movie landscape where all we have is big budget movies and theaters that you spend 20 bucks to see and all the actual like thoughtful art movies are relegated to streaming services and buried in piles of content so i'm actually kind of impressed and interested in the idea that something like a fathom event can actually gain some ground and i uh, and i don't think it's going to have a lasting impact but i think it should be paid attention to as we figure out what the movie industry needs to be it's 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 what james cameron said about endgame it's like well it's just good to know people are going to still see movies like at all like that's a good thing um so now before you land at this point let me let's let's consider the rotisserie chicken <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's all I got for that joke. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, going. that's, uh, I, I guess stick around for post-credits, audience, if you care very much about what that joke meant. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, although I'm not thrilled with the pitch of the content itself, I think the circumstances surrounding the movie whose name I forgot are actually Pro pretty Mare. important. Promare? to say Promare. Yeah. Promare? P-R-O-M-A-R-E. Promare. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, like, I don't movies that is hard to explain. No one was correcting you. I know. Oh, no one I was correcting I thought they were. No. Promare? Promare. <laughs> Let's just say it 30 times so everyone remembers and buys it on DVD. And then it's going to sound like you're a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Great. It all comes back. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Man, what a fucking month where I picked the tiebreaker in favor of an anime over Spider-Man and Smash Bros. <laughs> That's, uh... Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna... a little bit of a light news month, not gonna lie. It For really sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of small things, but we're gonna get some more suit. Because over this next month, we've got... Uh, Apex and Destiny getting big updates. Uh, fucking, yeah. what is oh, it? Also, uh, Overwatch far. did just get a big update that I keep hearing oh, yeah. about, but I don't give a shit. So. Yeah. Also, by far, most importantly, mm -hmm. October will hopefully be the resolution to the ongoing Unicron saga. <laughs> and then I will be allowed to yep. not be on this podcast for a little oh. while. Oh, and this, the Super yeah. Mario Kart app game came out oh too. yeah that's another bad thing it's five dollars a month just to get all the features in one game of mario kart or you could spend five dollars a month and get 50 games on apple arcade wait i so don't spend easy. any money and i can do well not everything but. yeah you can't get every it's if you want to get to the 200 cc's race in mario kart tour yeah. uh, you need to pay five dollars a month so that's to get the fastest races you have to play more so another instance great. of nintendo not really understanding how to monetize mobile games in yeah. consumer friendly ways um, yeah, but I think that that about wraps it up. I assume we'll probably have some more hard-hitting stuff next month, but for this month, Promare is going to be the top story of the month. Uh, check it out, or just Google it and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so I've been Colin Ketchin, uh, your host and lead anchor, uh, for this recap of the Geek News for September 2019. Uh, you can find me online at SonicColinK on most platforms, including now Instagram. It's mostly pictures of my cats, and I have three of them. So it's a lot of cats. Um, next up, uh, Austin. Uh, uh, I'm still not like on social media with a 
account that I want to give people. So like, yeah, uh, toodles, everybody. <laughs> uh, I might do, I might do them someday, but not today. Not today, Zerg. <laughs> um, I'm Jocelyn. Uh, yeah. Uh, watch Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart 10 a.m. on Saturdays on Cartoon Network. <laughs> yeah, this that's is where uh, you can find Jocelyn. That's where that you can is... find me. Uh, she's not she a real person. Herself she's a cartoon character. Solely through her art. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can probably you can probably find me on Twitter at joc underscore Barkenhagen. I'm not spelling out that part. Okay, <laughs> but you did game. spell out joc. Yeah, because okay. it's my first name. I think as a fun sort of like social experiment, I'm going to register. Twitter accounts with every different possible spelling oh of Barkenhagen and see which, and see one which get ones the get the most hits. Yeah, <laughs> probably the the me one. Okay, the one with actual content on it. Yeah. Oh no, there will be content on the other ones. <laughs> oh, you're just gonna oh, get me God. fired from Cartoon Network. This will be fun. <laughs> no, I'll say no. See, if spelling doesn't match. Go somewhere else. <laughs> and lastly, and lastly, I have been Jeff Lovett. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Things I Wish Existed. There's a dot between each word. I put up art stuff there. Yeah, that's very cool. cool. Um, as far as this goes, our website is commongeekingprogram.com. Uh, we also have two other podcasts that actually are pretty different from this. Uh, we have How You Doing, which is myself and Laura trying to stay friends from a, from a long distance, and it's just sort of more casual chats without a focus. Um, but they're very funny. And then we have Dice Populi, which is just so much work. It is just a lot of work. It's a tabletop role-playing game where we rotate out Dungeon Masters. We're in the middle of a second adventure. The episode that came out this week is a fucking game-changing doozy. Uh, it was. <laughs> I was having an emotionally hard time just editing it, so uh, we're going to see how that comes out. But that's all at commongeekingprogram.com, dicepopuli.com. Um, and a bit of a spoiler for how you doing, the domain that we had to land on was podfriend.pizza, so there's that. Uh, you can hear that upcoming story this Monday on a new episode of How You Doing, where we try to figure out SEO. Uh, that's it. Um, I guess we have another one of these next month. Uh, Common Geeking Program is usually first and third Friday of the month. Uh, presumably, we will have a book club episode up uh, by Jeff, because his name is Jeff, about two weeks oh, from today. I thought you were telling me to... I thought you were saying goodbye to me, and I was like, just me? <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting kicked out of the club? Yes. I know my stories aren't that good. <laughs> so in two weeks, we'll be back with another episode, uh, and then at the beginning of the next month, we'll have a recap for the Geek News of October, which is shaping up to be a big one. Uh, any other last words before we go off the air? Um, Wait a minute. Uh, well, I guess this can wait until we're off the air, so yeah. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Great. Nah, Love it. I got to go clean up my cat's barf. Yeah, oh, that uh, that sounds fun. I'm going to fold my pants and keep being sick. Good night, everybody. Toodles. Make sure you take your Bye. legs out first.
Jocelyn, here's the here's the video we're talking about. Let's let's get a let's get a hot take. Oh. Uh, well, I'm sending it through iMessage oh, because okay. that's the app I was in. Okay, hold on. Why? No, not Facebook Watch. Fuck Facebook Watch. Is she watching it? I think she's watching Rain it. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Sticking my dick in rotisserie chickens. Yep. I think it happened. Silent, silent laughter doesn't work on the recording. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to drop the audio in there so people know what I'm talking about. 